all the towns and villages, teaching in their synagogues, proclaiming the good news of the kingdom and healing every disease and illness. When he saw the crowds, he had compassion on them because they were harassed and helpless, like sheep without a shepherd. Then he said to his disciples, The harvest is plentiful, but the workers are few. Ask the Lord that the harvest, therefore, to send out workers into his harvest field. Jesus called his twelve disciples to him and gave them authority to drive out impure spirits and to heal every disease and illness. These are the names of the twelve apostles. First, Simon, who is called Peter, and his brother Andrew. James, son of Zebedee, and his brother John. Philip and Bartholomew, Thomas and Matthew, the tax collector. James, son of Alphaeus, and Thaddeus. Simon the Zealot, and Judas Iscariot, who betrayed him. These twelve Jesus sent out with the following instructions. Do not go among the Gentiles or enter any town of the Samaritans. Go rather to the lost sheep of Israel. As you go, proclaim this message. The kingdom of heaven has come near. Heal those who are ill, raise the dead, cleanse those who have leprosy, drive out demons. Freely you have received, freely give. I am sending you out like sheep among wolves. Therefore be as shrewd as snakes and as innocent as doves. Be on your guard. You will be handed over to the local councils and be flogged in the synagogues. On my account you will be brought before governors and kings as witnesses to them and to the Gentiles. But when they arrest you, do not worry about what to say or how to say it. At that time you will be given what to say, for it will not be you speaking but the spirit of your Father speaking through you. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Together might be uh, quite a good one. And that was for all the adrenaline junkies amongst you. Um, and we're thinking about what it means to step out of our comfort zones this morning. And uh, I had a slight experience of that this morning, nothing as significant as any of those. But I switched on my computer at 8 o'clock this morning, thinking, let's just tidy up my sermon and print it off. And uh, pressed a button and nothing happened, black screen. So uh, between eight and half past, I was frantically thinking, hang on, what was I planning to say this morning? So we're, we're there anyway, we're there. And uh, it's good to be able to explore God's word. Uh, a bigger example for me of stepping out of my comfort zone, I remember very, very clearly, nearly 30 years ago. And uh, I was um, at home with my parents. I was working away, but I think I was back at my parents for the weekend. And I was sat on my bed reading uh, scripture and, and praying the way I sort of started the day, sort of quiet time. And um, it was at a time when I was unsure as to what the future might hold for me. And I was there just sitting on my bed, and I remember very, very clearly in a way in which I haven't experienced since or hadn't experienced before, a voice that said, I want you to get up out of your cosy armchair existence and get stuck in for me. And that was extremely challenging to me. I didn't think that I was living a particularly comfortable lifestyle, although I'm sure I was. I was seeking to live out my faith in different ways. 
But that led me in a process over a period of months where I gave up what was a very secure job and a good salary with a life insurance company to go and work for a youth organisation called Youth for Christ, where I was paid £12.50 a week pocket money, which I'd had to raise myself in the first place anyway. (laughs) And that was about stepping out of my comfort zone and trusting God and seeing that God is faithful when we do that. What is our comfort zone? Well, it's been described as the place of minimal risk and stress. It's a place of contentment, a place of low anxiety and reduced stress. Sounds pretty good, doesn't it? On a hot day like this, let's just live within our comfort zone. But how do we grow? Back in 1908, a couple of researchers, Robert uh, Yerkes and John Dodson, did some experiments. And they discovered, well, fairly obvious to start with, that a state of relative comfort will result in a steady level of performance. But to actually maximise performance requires a state of relative anxiety. The stress levels need to be slightly higher than normal. If we can have the um, next slide, Helen. Uh, Let's back another one. That's the one. Great. When our stress levels are slightly higher than normal, we're more likely to perform. It's described as the space of optimal anxiety. It's at that place just outside of our comfort zone. And they also concluded from their experiments that if we have too much anxiety, that will mean there's too much stress to be productive. And therefore our performance will drop. And I believe it's only as we step outside our comfort zone that we see things happen. And that's where the next slide did come in. There we go. As we step outside of our comfort zone, that is where the magic happens. That's where we experience growth. And that was what happened with the disciples. The disciples in Matthew 9 and 10, they're being sent out two by two. And that took them out of their comfort zone. Being sent out to heal the sick, raise the dead, that takes us out of our comfort zone, I think. It certainly would have done for the disciples. Uh, But in in a sense, it wasn't taking them too far out of their comfort zone. Yes, what they were being asked to do was quite extreme, but if we think about it, there were other factors in play. First of all, Jesus had prepared them. Jesus had prepared them well through his teaching, through his example. They'd stood alongside him for two to three years. They'd seen him healing the sick. They'd seen him raising the dead. He also sent them out in pairs. He didn't send them out uh, on their own. They had someone else there for moral support. It may have been slightly easier for them, I don't know, to be sent initially to the lost sheep of Israel, to the Jews, people whose culture they knew and understood. And then, of course, they were in an environment where there was a feedback loop going on. There was accountability. They could come back and share with one another and with Jesus what had happened the things they'd learned, their successes, their failures. But as they were sent out two by two, as they were obedient to God's call and stepped outside their comfort zone, their faith grew. 
and they were empowered for greater tasks ahead. To grow, they had to go. There were all sorts of good reasons not to. Because comfort zones are comfortable. The um, head foreman of the disciples composed a little risk assessment, which he did bring to the other disciples and to Jesus. And uh, he concluded that this whole idea of going to heal the sick was far too risky because there was a danger that they'd catch some sort of infectious disease. So that wasn't a wise move. And then Jesus' idea of sending them like sheep amongst wolves, well, that was clearly foolish to take such a chance. But they ignored those risk assessments and off they went and God proved faithful. But how might we step out in faith? Well, I thought we'd, uh, we'd ask someone how they step out in faith, so Johnny's going to join me. Um, now, and I notice in uh, chapter 10, verses 5, 6, 7, three times it says, Jesus says, go. He says, go, go, go. So I thought, you know, to be able to come up here and say, go, Johnny, go, 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 <laughs> for those of you in the know, would uh, be an opportunity. So uh, come and join me here. We'll share this, uh, this mic here. Thanks for being willing to share. And can you just give us an example of where you feel that you've stepped out of your comfort zone? Um, first of all, it's good to know that I now know why Paul chose me for that, and that's for that joke. Um, <laughs> um, but yeah, I was quite happy when you asked me this, because I have a very recent example of stepping out. Uh, I was at school in the common room. I had like a free period. Um, and I was chatting with a friend, I think, about creation or something, something along those lines. Um, and a girl in another group looked at us like, you know, who are these pair of nutcases talking about Christianity like it might mean something. Um, and in that moment, I looked at her, we locked eyes, and I just thought, she has to be in this conversation. Like, it's not an open goal, but it's a half chance. So I sort of, like, invited her into the conversation um, and started chatting to her, uh, ask, answering some pretty difficult questions. And then her friend started asking questions. And then her whole social group started asking questions. Um, I had about 45 minutes talking to about eight people about Jesus, wow. which was really, really exciting. <laughs> so how was God at work in that situation? Um, I think, first of all, like, he gave me the strength to, to um, not be afraid of what, what they were thinking. Like, I'm not a public speaker, but like, I was able to talk to eight people with fairly minimal kind of fear. Um, and I would put that down to God. Uh, so, also, so, yeah. just saying that a little bit more, why, why do you think you were able to take that risk, that you felt confident to step out of your comfort zone and invite that girl into the conversation? And... Um, okay, so I've got quite a lot to say about this, so if I keep going, do something. Well, we'll give, you, we'll give you two minutes. <laughs> okay. Um, so first of all, I think when you become a Christian, like, your whole identity changes. So before you're a Christian, I mean, for me anyway, my identity was based on what other people thought of me or what I thought other people thought of me. If that makes sense. And that meant that if I was going to talk to somebody about Jesus, I would be you know, too afraid to do that because I'd worry about what the consequences were, what they could say to me, what they might think. But actually, when you become a Christian, your identity is a son or a daughter of God, somebody who's loved by God. And actually, when I, when I realised that, that meant that I could go into that conversation without any kind of fear of what they might say and actually realising that no matter what they say or do to me, I'm always going to be a son of God and nothing can change mm. that. Um, and actually another thing is that we always talk about this like love that casts out fear 
Um, and actually, we're called to love people in the same way. And actually, if we look at other people, not as problems and obstacles, but as, as people that Jesus really, really loves, then actually that love like, overcomes any fear that you might have of talking to them or praying for them or whatever that is. So I found that actually I was looking at these people thinking, part of me was like wanting to run, but another part of me was thinking, like Jesus really loves these people and I might be the only Christian who talks to them for the next, you know, you know many years of their life. Like this is an opportunity that I can't, I can't waste because these people are really in need. Yeah. Um, I so guess I that ties well, in yeah. with, with the other bit we were hearing from the end of um, Matthew 9 where it talks about uh, Jesus having compassion on the people and seeing them as someone... Uh, like sheep without a shepherd yeah you know so it's uh, us actually having that mentality as well and feeling god's compassion towards those around us yeah fantastic thanks johnny that's uh, that's great uh, we'll be hearing a little bit more We'll be hearing a little bit more, in fact a lot more, from some of our young people on Tuesday evening. We've got the third of our Come and See sessions and we're particularly thinking about what we can learn from our young people and our students and various people will be sharing. We've got one or two videos from people who can't be here uh, as well as uh, some of the guys who are here this morning as well. So do, do come along to that because I think you'll be sort of challenged and encouraged and we can be praying more effectively for our young people as they seek to serve God, live out their faith, step out of their comfort zones in their everyday environments. And I think the, the location of our comfort zone will be different for each one of us. Um, I, I imagine with the disciples that some were keener than others to, to go out and fulfil Jesus' commission for them. As you watched that video, the adrenaline junkies amongst you may have been thinking, oh yeah, I'd love to have a go at that, jumping off a cliff with uh, bat wings or whatever. But for others, it would have been an absolute no way. <laughs> or I might have done that in the past, but not anymore, far, far too old, far too sensible, far too mature to be able to do that. But wherever our comfort zone might be, we're called to step out. Uh, John Ortberg uh, famously wrote the book, If You Want to Walk on Water, You've Got to Get Out of the Boat. And uh, he tells a story in his book, actually, about a time when he was a student minister and uh, he was asked to preach at a main service in a very big, you know, thousands of people congregation. And uh, he went up the front and tried to start speaking and partway through he was violently sick. And uh, he thought, that's it, I've completely blown it. There's no way I'm going to be allowed to preach at this main service again. And uh, apparently the, the uh, lead minister said, no, actually, I'm going to give you another go. So a few weeks later, he was back, and he was at the front. And again, he was violently sick. And um, I'm glad I haven't had this experience. <laughs> but, you know, the minister persevered with him, and now he has an incredible ministry um, and has written many books which have been helpful to millions all over the world. Now, that for him was about stepping out of his comfort zone. For us, it will be something, uh, something very different, no doubt. And here's just a few examples. It might be initiating a conversation with someone. You know, just like Johnny um, took the, the courage to invite that person, that girl, into the conversation at school. It may be offering to pray for someone and actually doing it there and then, on the street, at the school gate, in church. That sometimes takes courage. It may be as something as simple as knocking on the door of a neighbour who's moved in recently and introducing yourself and taking a small gift. 
It may be about challenging unjust practice at work. You may be aware of something going on in your workplace or within a community group which you know is offensive to God. And rather than just going with it and just keeping your head down, actually speaking up. It may be signing up for some sort of mission trip or some sort of form of service in the community. It's easy to think, isn't it, that it's our our young people who are more likely to sort of step out in faith and be, be a bit more courageous. But actually, that's for all of us. In fact, we've got a trip to Moldova planned in September, and the team is made up of a few guys who probably wouldn't describe themselves as being in the very first flush of youth. But they're saying, actually, you know, although it feels a bit uncomfortable, we want to do this. We want to spend a week in Moldova, hear about this, or see firsthand this project we're supporting through the reordering, and uh, sort of minister amongst the people there. And if anyone else wants to join that team, there's still a couple of places, so see me after the service. It may be something to do with giving. It may be something to do with giving more than it feels comfortable to do to the Lord's work, to the reordering project, whatever it might be. It might be something really tough, making the first move of reconciliation with an estranged family member who you've almost lost touch with and where there's been bitterness over the years. The list, list is endless. You'll be able to think of your own examples. What does it mean to step out of the comfort zone, knowing that God is with you? And sometimes that's hard. And there's no guarantee of results. Jesus spoke of suffering, of opposition, of misunderstanding. And yet as the disciples stepped out, they saw God at work. And stepping outside of that comfort zone, it leads to growth. It leads to new experiences. It leads to our faith being stretched. We learn to rely on God more, which strengthens us for future challenges. We grow and flourish. And so we need to ask ourselves, are we still stepping forward? Are we still stepping out for God? Or have we settled for some sort of comfortable midlife mediocrity or equivalent? So let's just be still for a few moments as we reflect on the example of the disciples, on those words that Johnny's just shared with us, and also on our own lives. Where are those places where God might be calling us to step out in faith? I don't think it's wrong for us to sometimes spend time in our comfort zones. We need times of refreshment and renewal. But if we stay there permanently, we miss out on all that God has in store for us. And so, Lord, we pray that inspired by the example of the disciples, inspired by the example of Johnny and others, your modern-day disciples, that we might choose to step out in faith, trusting in your provision, your ongoing presence with us, and the fact that you're always looking to do a new thing in us. Forgive us those times when we get complacent, when we settle for, for comfort and mediocrity. 
And we pray that when we hear your prompting, that we would be faithful. To your praise and glory. Amen.